Well, hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast, where we are on week two of a seven-part series called uh, The Seven Letters Jesus Writes to Leaders about how seven leaders are leading seven different churches and he's explaining seven different leadership principles. And what I love about this little series is to just see how radically different kingdom leadership is to leadership in the world. For example, last week, first letter to Ephesus, the key le- lesson for kingdom leaders is leaders be in love with Jesus. It's not good enough just to do the outward manifestation work of a leader. We need our hearts to be radically in love with Jesus. Now, this week's letter is just as radical. Jesus is going to speak to leaders about their understanding of suffering because suffering is a key part of kingdom life, not something to be completely rejected or run away from, but rather God is going to use it in our lives, which is why as leaders we need a good understanding understanding or theology of suffering. So this is the letter to the church in Smyrna, Revelations 2 verses 8 to 11, and it says, to the angel or to the leader of the church in Smyrna, write, these are the words of him who is the first and the last who died and came to life again. I know your afflictions and your poverty, yet you are rich. I know that you about the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not be afraid of what you're about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you, and you will suffer persecution for 10 days. Be faithful, even to the point of death, and I will give you life as your victor's crown. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who is victorious will not be hurt at all by the second death. I love it. And don't forget, if you haven't got the notes, you're welcome to download them. All of these notes are there and available because I know there's quite a lot of content to get through. So let's dive in once again. Remember, each of these letters starts with a key revelation. And that's crucial because the revelation of Jesus is always the key that unlocks the breakthrough. It always starts with revelation. We simply reflect the revelation we have of God. So the revelation here is twofold and it's very interesting. Jesus says, I am the first and the last. If you have a Bible in front of you, you'll know both of those are capital letters. He is literally the first and the last. And it's a beautiful revelation of Jesus, the one who endures. I was there at the beginning. I will be there at the end. Nothing can stop me. Nothing will prevent me from fulfilling my purposes. And then he says, I'm the one who died and came to life again. In other words, this is the revelation of the Jesus who conquered death. He overcame suffering and in fact turned suffering into the glory of God. Now, this is crucial. As leaders, we have to understand and we need a revelation of Jesus, the one who is not held back by suffering. He endures and he conquers suffering because that's the foundation of our theology of suffering. We will endure and God will turn suffering into his glory. So he has the observation then that Jesus makes about this church. In uh, chapter 2 verse 9, he says, I know your afflictions and your poverty, yet you are rich. I know about the slander of those who say they're Jews and are not, and are in fact a synagogue of Satan. Now, I love the reframing or the perspective change that Jesus brings to this church. Yes, I know the poverty, I know the suffering, but... You are rich. Now, once again, leaders, this is crucial because remember, leaders, according to John Maxwell, they see more, they see before. We need to see correctly the way Jesus sees. And even though they were suffering difficulties, hardship, poverty, Jesus is looking at the same situation and saying, actually, you are rich. Leaders, are we seeing through the eyes of Jesus or seeing through the eyes of the world? 
The big idea is that kingdom leaders need to have a proper theology of suffering and success. You will respond based on your perception. If you perceive yourself as poor, you will respond poorly. If you see yourself as rich, you will respond richly. So what does riches look like in the kingdom? Interestingly, in James chapter 2, verse 5, it's a well-known scripture. It says, listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith? And to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him. And in 1 Timothy 6 verse 18, it says, Command them to do good and to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. In other words, leaders, don't be fooled by a worldly definition of riches and success. Jesus sees faith as a measure of riches. Jesus sees your good deeds as a measure of riches. What are you looking at? Are you looking at things the same way that Jesus is? I love the illustration here of that church in Macedonia in 2 Corinthians 8. They got this right. They understood that riches in the kingdom is different to riches in the world. It says in 2 Corinthians 8 verses 1 and 2, And now brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian church, churches in the midst of a very severe trial. In other words, hardship. Their overflowing joy, which is interesting because it's the midst of a, of a severe trial, and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. I mean, that equation just doesn't make sense outside of a kingdom perspective. Severe trial, extreme poverty, great joy results in rich generosity. That's a kingdom leadership perspective right there. Leaders, the way we see is going to determine the way we respond. That's why Jesus, looking at the church in Smyrna, says, I know you're going through difficulty and hardship, but actually you are rich. Our theology of suffering is crucial to lead well in the kingdom. So why doesn't God just stop the suffering? Well, removing, removing suffering will help now, but redeeming suffering helps for all eternity. 1 Peter 1 verses 6 and 7. In all of this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Once again, God is using that suffering to refine your faith which was rewarded for all eternity and that reward the bible speaks about crowns you will receive life as your victor's crown in revelations 4 10 it speaks about how the elders lay down their crowns before the lord as an act of worship 1 corinthians 9 25 speaks about the crown that will last forever 2 timothy 4 8 speaks about the crown of righteousness james 1 verse 12 speaks about the crown of life 1 peter 5 verse 4 speaks about the crown of glory what's a big idea short-term suffering for jesus leads to long-term crowns from jesus and that's what we're aiming for as leaders so let me wrap it up very quickly everyone will go through suffering that's the bottom line either here now or for all eternity and that's why i love this letter it says you may have to suffer for 10 days in other words 10 days while we're here on earth for a short time let's suffer well with an understanding of what god is doing rather than suffering for all eternity big idea i want to leave you with kingdom leaders see suffering differently it's a crucial understanding to lead well in the kingdom of god so let's reframe our perspective and let's lead well in jesus name bye for now Thank you.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.